0: right? I feel like me, it's like, I just have a really high tolerance level and I'm also a little bit lazy. So I have this like weird mix where like, I love what I do, but I also don't know if I have the energy to do anything else. Cause this, I'm, I love this. Like maybe I got lucky on the first try, but I didn't. I had other companies. I had a landscape company um, and I enjoyed that, but not like this. I was just like, Oh, I like that. I'm working hard. I like driving the truck and you know, doing all that just like I liked the physical labor like I I like that but at the end of the day like I didn't feel like it was exactly what I was supposed to be doing I really felt it with glass that's definitely I hope I hope most people can find that I mean everybody would be great but I hope most people can find that thing that's like this I like this this makes sense to me what's up everybody merry christmas happy holidays welcome to episode 138 of the podcast it's probably our last podcast of the year it's our we've no more drops left this year shit today i'm just gonna smoke hash on this new 10 millimeter mini honey jar recycler talk to you about the refinements on this and some of the new stuff we're gonna be getting into next year but we did it we made it through 2023 we're still glass blowers that's a success right there this shit's crazy it's crazy right now. I'm grateful to still fucking be doing this. And fucking, we're crushing still. This past month has been our best month of the year. Huge amount of support. It was honestly shocking. I couldn't believe it. And I was feeling very, very grateful to see so many people come out here at the end of the year. And just go crazy and show a ton of support for Bear Mountain Studios. So I want to thank everybody who got some pieces during our big drops. Went got some Terps here. I got some, obviously some stuff from Green Dot, because I like those gassy terps, and they do it the most consistent from the dispenser I go to. Then I got some sacred solventless, which is from the actual dispensary's garden, which is some papaya. smelled so good. But we're going to start with some sour animal first, because this was just dropped, and haven't had this in a minute. And all this stuff's cold cured now, so the terp definitely seems a little different, but in a good way. Like, I'm not sure exactly how the cold cure maybe it's just because the terpenes can't degrade at all because they're just cold the whole time but either way flavor's great so we take a quick dab of this sour animal right here and then get into it oh what did it put? i nail it all the way there we go oh, oh. Uh, <coughs> wow <coughs> What? Like gasoline and fucking Christmas cookies almost. <coughs> oh my god. <coughs> Back in the day, not that long ago, but 2016, maybe 2017, there was a strain. Uh, it was like a limited run that Exotic Genetics did. It was called their Christmas cookie. And this guy I knew locally I had like pop seeds, a few packs of them. And he found a pheno that was like seriously like... It tasted like a salty, buttery Christmas cookie. It was, like, probably my favorite thing to smoke for a while. And if I still had it, it might still be. Because it had, like... It was, like, a full meal. It had the buttery savoriness of, like, a really good baked cookie with, like, the sweetness. And I don't even know. There was almost, like, a gingerness to it. Like, where it had that little bit of spice. and It was just fucking a warm, good, tasty fucking cookie, dude, with gasoline. Like, a Christmas cookie with jet fuel all over it. So good. But, yeah... What a crazy year, everybody! I can't believe like the fucking how the clear pre-sale went, and like we got a good idea of what people are really liking from that whole catalog, so we can focus more on that next year. Because um, I hope to be able to get back into stores again early next year, hopefully by the end of January, beginning of February, start doing like one or two drops a month in stores with um, some of our clear stuff to start connecting with people locally again. Because the thing is, with social media and the algorithms and everything that's happening with the internet right now, it has nothing to do with because we're weed smokers or anything. Just the internet's changing. We've talked about this before. And that's okay. Things change. But now it's becoming more monetized and stuff. And, like, unless, like, you're more mainstream, it's more difficult, really, to get the reach. Um, So I think that we need to go back to, like, grassroots shit where, like, people walk into a store and they see it. And also, too, like... The brick-and-mortar stores, like, we can't lose those. And I think it needs to be a team effort. Like, for a while there, I wasn't, like, doing anything in stores for, like, three years. Like, even though I was huge with wholesale for seven years and I stopped for a few years. um, Just because of, like, personal circumstances and, like, relationships. And, like, now I want to get back into it in a way where I have more control over the situation so I can make sure that these drops are done the right way. Because, you know, that was some of the issues in the past was, like... I'd set up this whole thing, have all this glass, but then whoever shop it was at, they would like do the drop in a way maybe that the customers didn't like and there was not consistency across the board. Every store was doing it differently, which made it hard for customers to plan to buy something because every drop was different. So that's kind of where like com kind of got started to give like some consistency to the customer at the same time every month, same day, hold the same thing, prices don't change. Um... But yeah, but now we're at a point where I think, like, to connect with new buyers, especially the next generation of, like, people who are really into this cannabis culture and enjoy just the whole scene, um, you know, I want to give them ways to learn about my glass just besides Instagram, you know what I mean? I pretty much only do Instagram, so I limit my ability to reach, like, new collectors and people that are, like, coming into the scene. And I feel like right now the gap between the cost of, like, a really heady piece and, like, the bottom is, like, such a big gap in price point. There needs to be something to fulfill that middle area where... So people have stepping stones to get into the really high-end glass. Like, it's not too many collectors you meet that went from, like, some simple, basic, like, maybe an import China rig, and then all of a sudden now they got, like, a $40,000 Yuxin or something. You know what I mean? So it's... And I feel like what I'm able to do and the glass that I make, it's really focused on form, function, precision... But I think pretty accessible. Some stuff I make is very expensive. But other things I make, I'm not saying they're not expensive, but they're accessible. They're they're reachable. Um, just like anything. But yeah, excited for this upcoming year. Our first drop of next year is probably gonna be some dry pieces. I don't know the next time we're gonna be dropping like recyclers or anything like that. Might not be till February. There's like a bunch of stuff we're working on here as far as accumulating some new tools. And then practicing new techniques and learning how to do some new stuff that I'm really interested in. Um, next year, I'm going to probably be releasing my first ever like prep where like I can collaborate with people, and you guys see a pattern like or like a style of prep, and you're like, "Oh, that's like Evan's work," um, because it's difficult difficult for a function guy like me. Like, there's different types of glassblowers in this industry. There's like, you know, the pattern makers. There's the sculptors. There's the function people. Like. I'm one of those function people. So like when I collaborate with someone, I have to collaborate with like a pattern maker or a sculptor. It's hard to collaborate with another function person because that's what we both do. It's like, what do you want me to pull the drain and you'll weld it on? Like, it's like, that's doesn't really make sense for us to collaborate. Um, but if I have my own colors and patterns and styles of stuff I do, then if I want to collaborate with another function person, I can be like, Hey, Here's my patterns and stuff. Also, let's tweak this function a little bit so it mimics a little bit of like how my function is in this way. And you know, there's a new type of drain I'm excited to share with everybody. Probably share that before the end of the year. Um, I'm gonna call it probably call it a barrel drain, but it's a new type of drain where I know y'all have seen like vertical vortexes, right? You've seen vortexes that are going up and down, but what about horizontal vortexes? So New type of drain where I have basically like a horizontal tornado um, instead of a vertical tornado. Um, But the piece will have both because to generate the horizontal tornado, you have to have the vertical tornado. It's a whole thing. But I've done it by accident before a couple times. And then when I did it by accident, I've looked at those pieces and I've had this on paper for a while. So there will be a new style drain dropping next year, which will be like the barrel drain, which will be like this horizontal vortex. Cannot wait to share that uh what else oh we just got contacted from uh world star hip-hop again they're gonna be posting up some more of my fucking content which is funny i haven't been on that platform in like maybe like three years i think it was 2020 or 2019 was the last time i was posted up on there but i'm excited they're gonna post up that seven and a half foot rbr they saw it on the internet and then reached out and they're like this shit's hilarious and crazy and then assigned signed my release form I've got all sex. You have to like sign paperwork to get, like, to for world star hip hop to post one of your videos, there's like a whole thing you have to do. Like it's wild, but I get it. They're a legitimate business, but I'm excited. I'm most excited to see like the trolls I get after it. I get the funniest people when I'm posted to platforms like that. Like lots of like people reaching out saying that I need to like, you know, I need to go to like rehab and like drugs are bad. A lot of people that are anti-drug that's and I just tell them I don't inhale. I'm like, I agree with you. Terrible. That's why I don't inhale. Um, my biggest thing with smoking weed is to not do it. Um, that's it. I just like to melt it. I like to get it in my mouth and then I spit it out because I'm like, ew, gross. Do not inhale that. Um, sometimes I accidentally inhale a little and then I'm poisoned from it. Never. I would never recommend it to anyone. Or I tell them it's CGI. I'll be like, oh, dude, this isn't even real. This is AI. Fuck CGI, dude. I was telling them it's AI. Actually, I have this new obsession I want to tell you guys about. I'll, my dad, I'll tell you about. I'll tell you about this. You guys ever heard of this app called Facebook? You guys ever heard of Facebook? Well, if you haven't, it's a social media platform. You should check it out because it's very entertaining. Now, what's happened to Facebook is it's become a place that's like an online retirement community. It's basically like mostly older people who are feeling like, Oh, I'm doing social media now. Like I just liked Rose's picture. Oh, Barb, Barb's going to get her haircut today. (laughs) Liking it. It's very like interesting. There's a lot of older people. The coolest thing though, the reason I'm telling you this about Facebook, if you haven't heard of it and older people is if you go on Facebook and if you can get the right algorithm on Facebook, what you're going to start seeing is AI generated images of people and things And you want to see the funniest shit ever. Like there'll be like a picture of like literally like something that's definitely didn't happen. Like a dinosaur walking next to a horse in Texas in like 1890. It's like black and white. And like we all know what the fuck that is. But an older person is like they're like they're sharing it. They're like has anyone seen this? Did you know about the T-Rex in 1890 in southern Texas? Like did you have any idea that they were roaming back? Like they believe it like. I saw a picture of Jim Carrey and his daughter the other day that looked like an animated, eccentric... It didn't even look like real. But, like, it kind of had, like, a real look to it. But you could tell. You're like, this looks like it's fucking, like, animated or some shit. These are not real pictures. This is AI-generated. The older people are, like, beautiful, beautiful. Dad with his daughter. Great picture, dad. Best dad in the world right there. Just, like, all these old people commenting, all these things. I'm like, this isn't real. I'm like, what happens when shit starts being posted about AI images of, like... Stuff that freaks them out. Like dinosaurs in the 1890s. That was pretty crazy. But I mean like crazier shit. But for right now, for me, it's just comedic. I get to go on Facebook. I see an AI image. I'm like, oh sweet, it has 1,500 comments. I'm going to click on that. I'm going to read about 25 in. And I've had a great chuckle. And then once I hit about 30, 40 in, I start becoming concerned. I'm like, oh fuck, this is this is dangerous, dude. This is like Terminator shit. Like this is Skynet, dude. Like these people, you could convince all these older people that, like, the world was ending. Have you guys ever heard, like, the original story of War of the Worlds? Was it, um... Wells. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was, like, a writer, right? He did, like, science, early science fiction and stuff, and they did a radio program. I think it was maybe in the 50s or late 40s or something. Probably in the 50s. Um... And it was, like, H.G. Wells, yeah. War of the Worlds, I think, it might or The Day the Earth Stood Still. I don't know. They did a radio broadcast. I'm explaining this horribly, but fuck it. I'm having fun. Um and they were broadcasting the story over the radio and people thought it was real they thought the earth was being invaded by aliens they thought like it was the end of the world people were freaking out like rushing to stores buying food like like a huge part of the country thought the world was ending cuz they're like it's on the radio and they're like reading this they're telling us everything that's happening but it was just like the H.G. Wells like story being read and told it was like early tv pretty much it was like oh like we're going to listen to a story now From HG Wells and then he starts telling it Everyone's like fuck this is happening The aliens are invading Like, It's nuts dude So yeah check out Facebook if you haven't seen it Pretty fun, it's a good time There's a lot of of Goofballs on there just being gullible And believing everything they're seeing The AI shit's crazy But yeah that's what I'll just tell people Instead of saying CGI, CGI is dated They're like dude you don't have the money to pay for CGI But anyone can get AI generated shit so I was like, oh that's an AI generated video. Like there's there's I'm actually just standing on a stepladder. There is no piece there. And I'm just, you know, throwing up for no reason. Dude, that shit was crazy, bro. Like my throat was swollen for like five days. I couldn't swallow right. I don't know if it was from the vacuum pressure of it draining or what. The fucking seven and a half foot piece I smoked, dude, it was a nightmare, dude. Nightmare. I don't know what happened. It was crazy. Like, the next one we're going to do is going to have a Venturi pump system set up in it so that once we start the flow and it, the, the piece starts, it'll just stay running, always. It'll be like a fountain. You see it at, like, a restaurant or something with just, like, waterfalls. And it just keeps pumping back up and just keeps going. Imagine, like, a 10-foot recycler just constantly running. And then picture you just climbing up a ladder. It's still running. You're climbing up the ladder. You're going up there to use it. But it's already running. It's like it's on. The motor's on. So you just climb up. There's your nail, you heat it up, you throw your dab in, you cap it, you just pull on it, the shit just keeps running. It stacks for you, and then you clear it, step away, and then it just keeps running. Like so I basically want it to be a self functioning, like auto recycler, like the Autobahn kind of idea, but with like a venturi pump system, so it's like it can all flow water and everything one direction and keep like recycling back into itself. No one asked for that. And I want it, though, because how cool would that look? And then if I did a you don't even have to smoke them. I could have these I could have recyc- giant recyclers behind me just bubbling with, like, 10 or 12 tornadoes going down. Just crazy shit. Just for fun. Fun visuals. Let's see what water does. Oh, yeah. Why is there a mouthpiece up there? Well, you see, sir, if you climb that ladder and you have a nail on you, you can toss it in there and smoke that thing. It's not just a fucking fountain. It's a... Man, but could we just make cool fountains for people that secretly have like a bowl on it where it's like, if you have a nail, you can get high through that thing. It'll percolate through the fucking thing. That would be pretty cool. See, this is what I mean. I need to, I, I, I want to keep building and learning glass, make the facility bigger, get more tools, learn more shit. So that if I want to make functional water features in people's homes that have a secret ground joint and mouthpiece on them. So when no one's looking, they can throw a fucking slurpee on there and slam a dab through that thing. Like, how cool would that be? And then some guy in the comments would be like, You're a drug addict. I'm like, Fuck, bro. Like, I'm, well, if I am, I'm one of the best at it. I'm having a great time. And look at, look how cool this is. Look at this fucking tornado, bro. I love when normal people see my shit. They don't know what to think. A lot of people just find it funny. 99% of people get the satirical nature of most of my posts and they appreciate the art and the nice stuff I'm trying to share with. Whereas the satirical posts gain traction so people can see my art and hopefully find an appreciation for what we're doing um but the one percent that don't get it they think that i'm serious They think that like i spent like a month building a piece and i'm on a stepladder and i have a four foot now, and they think that in my head i'm like dude i'm it's gonna taste so good i'm gonna get so high like no in my head i'm like good god this is so stupid this is not gonna work what the fuck am i doing like there's some people out there that take me so seriously they think they're like they're like, you know, bigger pieces take away the flavor. I'm like, yeah, dude. Actually I built the seven and a half foot piece for maximum flavor. This is supposed to be a turp can, dude, max flavor here. Like I'm like, dude, if I know if I know enough about what I'm doing to build this piece and make it function, then I probably know that the size of a piece like in this whole design is gonna be a nightmare. It's gonna fuck flavor up. It's gonna fuck your neck up for a week. Dude, you'll have a swollen neck, you won't be able to swallow. You'll think you're dying days after you'll forget that you even tried the piece but you'll still be suffering from the consequences of using it and then because you forgot that you used that piece you'll start thinking about other things like why is my neck one? am i dying do i have cancer in my neck shit like that you go crazy that's what that's that's the type of it's traumatizing smoking it literally that's why this is one that like i might let a couple homies try it but this is something that if it did go to an event it would have to have a release form. You'd have to sign something that goes, hey, like, I might die trying this. this is, I'm putting myself in danger because of just the power, you know? And then the people that are like, fucking, I could, I smoked a six footer in 1996, cleared the whole thing. I'm like, bro, this is not a six foot bong. A six foot bong might as well be a 12 inch bong because realistically, a 12 inch bong is a six inch bong, or a six foot bong. All you do is you make the same foot and perk. And then you just put a six foot tube on the end of it. There you go. You have a six foot bong. But when you're making like a recycler or something that's meant to pump water vertically over six foot, that's a totally different thing. Uh moving smoke through a straw as opposed to moving water through a straw is a totally different thing. Um and you can experience this, you know, yourself if you just take like a really long like even like a pool noodle. I remember when I was a kid, I'd take those pool noodles and you try to like suck up water with them and turn into a giant straw. That shit was hard. But I bet if I put a blunt in the end of it, I'd pull through there. So easy, dude. Just be ripping smoke through. The point is, it's hard to move water vertically like that. And I'm not doing a good job explaining it, but that's my point. And it's, I want I want those people to try it. But if you're going to post some dumb shit on the internet like I do, you got to expect you're going to get some dumb interaction on it. So that's why I just. I just enjoy it. I enjoy the the funny and stupid or trolling comments. I'm like, dude, this is this is awesome. Like, this normal-ass person was just minding their business, enjoying their day, and then they saw me on a stepladder hitting this thing. And it fucked them up. Like, that's fucking... That's art right there, actually. That's legitimately art. Like, you saw something that compelled you to do something. It made you feel something. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking, that's art, dude. <laughs> like, I see these... Performance artists like do silly things like, I don't know, I'm sure you guys have seen stuff on the internet, like that guy that will stack like 12 sand buckets full of sand, they're plastic like mop pals, and then he takes a razor and cuts the bottom one, and sand starts falling out of the bottom one so much that the stack of 11 on top of it start leaning and then tip over and fall over the floor and make a huge fucking mess, and everyone's like, everyone's like, whoa, that was sick. Dude, I'll just get on a ladder and attempt to smoke this piece. It's, it's, it's the same shit. Maybe that's, I could become a performance artist, dude. I'll just travel the world with my giant bongs and just set up. Everyone will get around me and I'll just like, you know, I'll have, I'll have a sweater like this. This is kind of an artsy looking sweater, bro. Oh man, I could, oh, my pinkies are out. Uh, dude, that's, that's not art, dude, but I felt fancy, so I had to put them out. I'm going to take a dab on this. I'm not stoned enough. It's not, it's right here. Whoa, dude, That's our animal creeping up on me. I think I want to try this papaya because I've smoked a lot of the downshift in the Fortismo. I love those strains. They're super gassy. This papaya smelled pretty crazy, though. This papaya smelled more like peach rings to me. You know, it's funny. Like, depending on who the grower is, what medium of soil they use, and whatever their techniques are, how they cure everything, affects flavor. And with papaya especially, because it's such a strong, noticeable terpene, you can notice variances from grower to grower depending on which, you know... It smells like peach rings, though, dude. Like, literally, like, I cracked open a bag of peach rings, and I'm getting ready to munch. Wow. They did a good job, and that's really affordable hash. I feel like it's, like, 25 bucks for rosin. It's fire rosin, dude. I should actually smell this real quick, though. It smells like peach rings, dude. Like, a bag of them. When you crack open that fresh bag of peach rings, it's fire, dude. Let's see if it smokes good though. Sometimes hash looks good, smells good, but then won't smoke so good. So we'll find out here. But it's past the smell and the look test. My mouth is literally already watering. I don't know what's actually happening. I've been having an extra watery mouth lately. Like I've been finding myself when I lean over and look, I'll just like drool or something. Like, I don't know what's happening. Is that ever happened to you guys? I don't know if like maybe I'm just getting good terp flavors or maybe I'm having like a neurological issue happening where in my mouth I'm having less control over it. Either way, like it's going to be change. Something's happening. I'm a lot though. I think of the first people I told that. I didn't even tell my wife about it. Like, oh, I've been drooling a lot lately just so you know. <laughs> how do you tell, how you tell someone that? <coughs> oh, man. Maybe I've just been really hungry because I feel like it's right before I eat. Like I'll set, I'll like set my lunch down in front of me, and then I'll like lean over and I'll just like drool or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking too big of dabs, and I'm like my face is numb. Either way, I'm doing experiments and trying to figure it out. Just, just having fun with it, dude. A year ago, oh, I'm so happy to be where I am right now. I knew I'd get here eventually, but man. So funny you, you you almost appreciate when things are tough. Once things are better, it's so like, well, I'm glad I was able to get through that and figure things out. That's how I've been feeling the last few days. And i and like honestly, like I've still having things go sideways and shit happening that a few years ago would have freaked me out. But nowadays, like I don't even let it get to me. I'm just kind of like, oh, all right, just another challenge or thing to figure out. But nothing to like nothing that's gonna get me down. I hope I can keep that positivity. I don't like being a sensitive Sally or a negative Nancy or a, you know, whatever, some other name that rhymes with something that's not positive, (laughs) so, yeah, either way, fuck, dude, I'm, I don't know what this papaya is gonna do to me, because here's the thing, papaya, like, it's sometimes something you could smoke all day, like I said, it depends on the grower, and then other times you smoke papaya, and you're like, did I just do fucking, like, some acid or something, like, what is going on, like, certain strains that are like really sativa are very like way more more cerebral and psychedelic than like just ripping like heavy gassy OG terps all day which are my favorite I like just feeling like just warm and cozy and like I love the taste of the gassy terpenes like when I first started getting into like weed I really liked all the fruity terpenes I was like whoa it tastes like bananas it tastes like lemons and now it's just like oh dude no I just I love when it just tastes like some sort of fuel like maybe like a million year old to maybe like a 50 million year old dinosaur like just like that's i want it to taste like some crazy shit let's see here but i've been loving these mini honey jars like they're so scientific looking with that like thick, like really like squared off foot and everything and just i've learned a lot this year as far as glass blowing goes and a lot of things are going to change over the next couple of years but things are just going to get way nicer like I didn't change the price on these, these are still the same price as before I did all these refinements to them, and that's kind of my plan with everything. I don't plan on like changing prices, I'm just going to make them nicer, because the better I get at it, the easier it is for me to make things nicer, so I feel like it all just bounces out. I just want to make nice shit, and I'm grateful that people support it, Like, and there's so much I want to keep adding, and there's tools I want to get, to. there's so many cool tools out there. What oh, was this, hot? Tastes like his spouse. <coughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Whoa! Fucking okay. peach rings. Whoa, their papaya is really on the candy spectrum. Sometimes it's like on the more like fruity sweet. This is like sugary candy sweet. <coughs> oh my god! <coughs> They did a great job. <coughs> wow. Man. Hope I get some cool new skate obstacles for my fingerboards for Christmas. I know I'm going to, though, because that's all my family gets me. Every Christmas, every birthday. Because they don't know what to get me, because, like, I don't really want anything besides tools. And tools are, like, really expensive and not really appropriate Christmas gifts. You know what I mean? To buy someone, like, an expensive-ass, like, tool for, like, blowing glass. Um, that's more of, like, a business write-off, and you you know, save up for and do. So they never know what to get me. And they always end up getting me like little skate obstacles from from Black River Rams, which I'm stoked about. But here's the funny thing. They get them for me. I set them up on the kitchen counter and I start playing with them. Now everybody's annoyed because they don't want to hear the click clacking of my little skateboard. And I can't focus because I'm trying to land this kickflip, back nose blunt, inward heel flip out. And no one understands why that's important or why I can stand there for an hour and a half and do it. But I like it. It's fun for me. I'm like, well, I wish I could go to the skate park right now and actually practice this trick in real life. But I can't because I'm sore. I'm tired. I need to lose at least 10, 15 more pounds before I throw myself on any sort of rail or obstacle. I need to do a stretch. I need to start stretching, dude. Do a couple stretching. I'm sleeping now, and I'm eating better. That's a great start. And I'm working out three days a week. But improvements still need to be made. Um and i love excuses. excuses are great, dude. I just love making them. I love sticking with them and blaming them for why things don't happen. Got excuses for days. It's just a real human thing. It's fun, bro. Man, i've been watching way too much conspiracy shit lately. How about you guys though? I don't know what it is. I feel like if life starts getting good, i start watching crazy conspiracy shit. It's like i need some dose of chaos to keep me like balanced. You know, what i mean it's part of the formula. Like, I almost, like, need an adversary for me to crush. Like, I find that I make more glass and better glass when I'm pissed at someone. Whereas, like, I find I watch more conspiracy and crazy shit when life is feeling pretty chill and happy at home. But, dude, if I'm stressed in real life, I don't watch nothing like that, dude. I have to watch comedies. I have to just watch shit that I know exactly what's going to happen. Reruns of TV shows I've seen a hundred times, I want no surprises. I want to know exactly who's walking in the room next and what they're about to say because I've had enough surprises from nine to five you know, in my normal life that I need consistency when I'm watching and consuming content. Yeah, man. It's interesting. No matter what you need it, though, right? So, but yeah, I've been watching some, some crazy conspiracy shit. It's fun. Um, I, but I take all the conspiracy stuff with a grain of salt. Like anything, I don't let it dictate my day-to-day. I have friends and colleagues that will watch some conspiracy shit and it, they invest based off what they learned in that. They live their lives. Dude, I don't do that. I could watch some shit that's like, the meteor is hitting tomorrow, and I'm still gonna go to bed early so I can get up extra early to get fucking here in the studio and start making some glass. Like, whatever the thing is will not dictate my day to day. However, doesn't mean I'm not entertained when I'm consuming it and going, this is pretty crazy. Like, what if though? Like, pretty wild. Don't care either way. (laughs) But, you know, that's the thing. Try your best, don't care either way with the outcome. That's how you fucking, that's freeing as fuck, dude. And I feel like that's, like, what, like, monks are basically doing. It's, like, free yourself from, like, this, like, desire of, like, wanting all these things. But to me, I'm, like, I feel like you can still, like, want things and do things. But you have to just, like, also be okay if all those things disappear. And it's okay to feel emotions and being sad when things are gone. That's not saying to, like, live a life without emotion. But, like, accept everything and be able to be okay with it. And I feel like... Sometimes these people that get super heavy into conspiracies, conspiracies and stuff like that, it's like someone who's like kind of like scared or something, and that's like a coping thing. Because I've been there, dude. I was heavy into conspiracies maybe five, six years ago. I think it really depends where you're at with doing weed, too. You smoke, start smoking weed, within week one, you're going to be finding out about the Anunnaki. So you start smoking weed and get on YouTube, week one of that, you're going to find out about the Anunnaki. Then you're going to start going deeper. Eventually, you're the Anunnaki. And then eventually, like, oh, that wasn't even real. That's a psyop. Oh, nothing is real. Everything's flat. And then eventually, everything's a lie in a psyop, and you're on a spaceship actually in cryostasis, just living lives over and over again to balance you out so you're ready for the next planet we land on that we're going to, you know, so you're not a shithead there, be a shithead in the virtual reality. Then, you know, then you just don't care anymore. You're like, you know what? Doesn't matter if any of that's real. Just fun to think about. Thought experiments. That's your little gift of being a human. You get to think about silly things. But you don't have to make it your reality. Your reality is what's in front of you. So for me, it's the people around me, people I care about. I'm like, let's just try to do a good job together. That's my reality. But I can think about crazy like, and listen to wild shit. Just don't let it dictate what you're doing. That's my advice with it because some of that conspiracy shit will make a lot of sense at 2.30 in the morning after you've been smoking weed all day. A lot of that shit's gonna be like, dude, I know something no one knows. I know something that no one knows except for the other 6,000 people that saw this YouTube video. I know it. And like, that's fun. I mean, that is the funnest shit ever. But when you wake up the next morning and you feel better, you have your coffee, you're more sober, you're gonna go, oh, I can't tell anyone about that. That was crazy, dude. That's crazy. But it was fun. And to me... It's about those little fun experiences, dude. Like, staying up too late with your friends and talking about crazy shit and stuff, like... It's the same kind of thing. I feel like my early conspiracy, like, YouTube stuff was just, like, sitting and talking to my friends about what if. Like, dude, what if this happened? This... The universe is crazy. That's before YouTube, though, dude. That was, like, the 90s. I was born in 1990, so for me, like, from, like, 10 to fucking, like, 13, so it'd be, like, from 2000 to 2003. Like, just... Way more just, like, talking to friends and, like, having crazy ideas. And then, like, we got YouTube and... Not even YouTube. It wasn't even YouTube, dude. Really, really what it was is Rotten.com. Now, that was horrific. Horrific. Do you know how easy it probably is nowadays to find stuff like that? Back then on the internet, I feel like my parents, like, my dad watches this. And, like, so, like, I don't even know if he knew about Rotten.com. But that was bad stuff back in the day. Rotten. Rotten stuff. (coughs) And I had friends that loved looking at, like it's basically just like crime scene photos and like crazy videos from like, you just crazy shit. I wasn't into it, dude. I couldn't even like, like hunt animals or like I didn't even like killing bugs, dude. I'm too I'm too sensitive, dude. I like I'm I'm more of the creative type. I like to make things, not destroy things, you know. But the world and the universe needs both those archetypes of people. They need creators, they need destroyers, and they need consumers. I think a lot of my friends were destroyers, so they, got, they really liked all those crazy videos and stuff. Dude, me growing up, dude, they liked, like, just, ugh, kids were crazy, dude. I don't even want to say. Kids were mean back in the day, too, dude. It's wild. Oh, that's why maybe I got, I got a girlfriend when I was like 15. And I was like, this is way cooler, bro. This is way sicker. I'm just going to hang out with this chick all the time. And now we do this. Now we do Bear Mountain. So it worked out it was wait, but I've like lived in my own reality. I truly like made my own. Now this doesn't mean that I had control over this reality. This reality has fucked me up a bunch, but I'm starting to learn how to maneuver within it. But I've lived in, I feel like my own reality for so long because, and here's what I mean. When I first started like dating my wife, like I was in the reality of like, Oh, it's just me and Cassie. And then when I started smoking weed, I started living in this reality. i like, Oh, like people smoke weed and that's totally chill and I moved to Denver and like everyone just like smokes weed that's totally normal that's a bubble I go somewhere else another part of the country people aren't just openly smoking weed and cool they have to be secretive like their family will shun them their community will shun them if they're doing any sort of like drugs or anything like whatever the situation so when I say like living in a like my own like reality is that's more what I mean is that like psychologically in my own head I'm like oh yeah just like everyone smokes weed oh like everyone knows like, about glass blowing and recyclers. I started in like this, this bubble's gotten more and more refined as I've gotten older. And like, I truly, I feel like I've been in my own reality, like which we're all in our own reality, but more what I mean is I don't feel like I'm living. Like I don't know Taylor Swift's most recent song or what even the course would be in it. My, my wife literally saw a picture of a guy the other day and she's like, She's like, who's this guy? I've seen this guy before. And I was like, oh, that's Drake. Okay. Like, my wife wouldn't be able to really pick him out of a crowd. Like, whereas billions of people would go, oh my God, it's Drake. Like, he's right there. Like, we are so disconnected. Like, I'm more connected because I watch a lot of podcasts and shit, but my wife is like, she's listening to audiobooks and shit. We don't have fucking cable. She, like, we watch, like, Netflix and shit, dude. Like, so, like, she's so disconnected from, like, the mainstream reality, like when I grew up in the 90s, like we all had the same channels on TV. So they'd be like, Oh, which you watched Nickelodeon last night, or Oh, did you watch VH1 last night? Like nowadays, there's so many options that like we aren't connected in a way where I can be like, even talk to like I, my producer, and be like, Oh, did you watch this show last night? Because there was only three things to watch last night. Which one did you watch? Let's talk about it. Like, there's so much to watch, dude. So I don't know, it's it's kind of like a cool thing, but it also can be make us sometimes it makes us feel like what's wrong with us? Why don't we know like these famous people? Like like my wife wouldn't know who Kim Car- like if Kim Kardashian was standing next to her, she would like have no idea. Like she'd just be, like, Oh, a person. Cool. Sick. That's kind of like I don't know. That's anytime like I catch her doing that in real life where she like doesn't know who someone is or like some famous person, I'm just like like damn you're fucking cool as hell dude like i'm like i was like i love how you just like these people don't mean anything to you like they have they have no space in your head that they live in whereas i've met people there there's a massive portion of their mind that's committed to some of these folks and it's cool and i i love that too because i'm like that with certain people i'm a fan i'm a fan of people so i i really enjoy like there's certain people that hey like Maybe i only like them as an actor. Then there's other people. I love everything they do. I just enjoy watching them. They're fun creators. Um, so I connect like that. My wife totally doesn't. It's fucking cool. Right, I'm going to take another dad. Oh man, Christmas. My fucking parents are coming out. They weren't supposed to. I told my wife we're not doing it. I don't think we need to do it. But my wife really misses family during the holidays. And she wants our daughter to have like those experiences with her grandparents and stuff. So... My wife's like, "What's what's buy? Let's just buy plane tickets and get them out here." So we're surprising our daughter with her grandparents this Friday. So I'm pretty excited to go pick them up and bring them there. And like here, here's these old people. Play with that baby. I'm gonna go make the biscuits. Cause dude, I got glass to make, which is the greatest blessing ever for me. That's my Christmas present. Like this is like where me and like my wife and maybe like some of my friends and colleagues like don't connect in the same like. I don't get bummed that I have to work insane amount of hours to me. Like I feel safe and I feel good. I feel like people give a fuck when i am seeing these orders and I'm making them like, I'm like, God damn it. Like, it's like, it's the fucking the best. Whereas like my wife and like maybe some friends and stuff. See it is like, Oh dude, all you do is work all the time. Like, like, aren't you bummed? Do you have to work this weekend or this? I'm like, no, like I'm fucking psyched, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, how lucky am I that look at all these people that like believe in what we're fucking trying to do and like are try are like taking their hard-earned money and supporting this my crazy dream of being a glass blower. It's fucking and it's real shit too, dude. Like my whole Instagram too. Like I've never bought a follower or anything. Like every single follower I'd ever gotten over the years was just me fucking posting shit. Um and just posting a lot, like a real lot, doing some giveaways with just me though, not like giveaways with other big brands, literally I just make a pipe and be like, just like this post if you want it, like not even telling people to tag other people, just like generically, uh, maybe that's not the right word, hmm, I don't know, I can't even think around it, I'm so stoned, I'm gonna take on my dad though, because, (coughs) realistically, I only want to get super, super stoned when I'm feeling super, super good, like, and that's both physically and mentally. Like if I have a little cold or something, I don't like smoking weed. Because like, I don't like smoking weed if I'm congested. Because then I can't taste it. It's just not as enjoyable. makes me feel more congested. Um, when I'm in a bad mood, if I smoke too much weed, I feel like I be- might become irrational in my own emotions. Not like how I'm acting, but just in my own head. I'll be like overthinking shit. And like maybe overreacting to something in my head that like wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, but if I'm feeling good and my body's feeling pretty good and the sun's out and the hash is good and you know, the wife's home babysitting the kiddo and I'm at work and this is kind of my job, I'm going to smoke a bunch of hash for sure. For sure. Because why not enjoy the Terps, all the flavors. And that's why I'm going to get into some downshift next. Get some of those hazelnut Terps because for me, the hazelnut Terps, Something about them. They're different. There's something so good about that, like, gassy, like, kind of, like, nutty terpene profile. I don't know. And these 10 mil refined honey jars are little terp cannons. The cans are a little smaller. It's got that flared foot. All this, everything's, like, squared off on it. Every single Maria. Um, Just... It's, like, really, like, honestly reminiscent of recyclers from 2010, 11, 12, um, but with, like, my own spin on it. But that's essentially what the honey jar was back in the day, but I just didn't know how to do the flared feet and stuff. It's taken me 10 years to get to the... It's taken me pretty much 11 years to get these to the point that it was what they looked like in my head when I first wanted to make them, but I was like, well, you're not good enough to do that got Evan, so you got to change the design. Would make design it within your skill level and yeah that's one thing that like i find, have like if i am having any like prideful moments lately it's been in the fact that i'm still making my bell recyclers i'm still making my honey jar recyclers and that these pieces have given me the ability to have like this whole team around me a family a home a business a way to provide for people like these pieces so if i've anything if i felt prideful is it I've been doing these pieces for so long. It's like, I never like gave up on them. Like I got to move on to something else. I was like, Nope, there's something here and I'm going to keep working at it until I find that thing. And I think that that's where the glass is getting to now. Like I almost feel like even though bear mountains at, it's like, like this April will be a fucking 11 years. And even though we're at that, like coming up on that 11 year mark, we're finishing up our 10th year right now. It's like, I feel like it's just starting. Because right now I finally have enough skill that if I have enough if I have an idea, I can execute it. I finally have equipment that if I have an idea, I can execute it. I finally have a team around me that if I need X amount of pounds of prep, if I need this much color pulled down to this specific size, if I need perks cut polished, if I need all this stuff done so that I can achieve this crazy project, I can do that like so I feel like realistically the journey is starting like it's right now is the beginning for. You know, like, the next couple years might be wild and a crazy time to be having a business like this. But I feel like all of it's just going to add to the story of Bear Mountain. And, like, for me, it's like like the fucking Wonka factory just opened. Like, I went on my whole fucking journey, got my shit, figured it out, learned some shit. And now this shit just opened and we're going to figure out how to turn this machine on. To me, I built a fucking something here, but we haven't quite refined it enough where we know how to turn it on to its full potential, but we're here for it. And we're going to figure it out one way or another. But yeah, stoked. Stoked to figure out how to fucking turn this pyramid on, dude. Just got to find it. Find out how to do it. Me and the boys are working our asses off, though. I got guys here that are doing over 60 hours a week. Animals. Animals like if there was a set, fucking eighth day of the week, they'd work it, and I don't even want that. I'm like, dude, you don't have to work this much, but they just they like this, they like what we're trying to do here, and they want to be glass blowers. There's people out there that absolutely love blowing glass, but they absolutely hate doing social media, or they don't want to have to be the customer service for their company or do all this, that they just want to blow glass, they just want to stare into that fire and literally manifest something with flame raw material gravity in your own like hands and be part of something finding your place is some shit dude get in where you fit in and there's nothing i mean that's that's the realest shit is like find like what makes sense to you even if it's like something that you would never have thought that you'd be doing like if it makes sense and it's working even if the money's not quite there yet like the money will come like Try to find something you can do that you feel like you have purpose or enjoy. But don't overthink that shit either. Because then you'll fucking... Like, I have friends that like had never committed to anything because they're like too scared. They're like, oh, what if it's not my thing? I don't want to put that much time into it. I'm like, bro, you just got to gotta put your time into something, dude. You're, just, you're, you're here. You're here. You got to do something. <coughs> Easier said than done, though, right? I feel like me, it's like, I just have a really high tolerance level and I'm also a little bit lazy. So I have this like weird mix where like, I love what I do, but I also don't know if I have the energy to do anything else. Cause um, I love this. Like maybe I got lucky on the first try, but I didn't. I had other companies. I had a landscape company. Um, and I enjoyed that, but not like this. I was just like, Oh, I like that. I'm working hard. I like driving the truck and you know, doing all that. Just like I liked the physical labor. Like I, I like that, but at the end of the day, like, I didn't feel like it was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I really felt it with glass. That's definitely, I hope, I hope most people can find that. I mean, everybody would be great, but I hope most people can find that thing that they're like, this, I like this, this makes sense to me. Because it's nice to have, like, that purpose. I feel like lately that's, like, I want that for my wife. Like she loves Bear Mountain and doing everything with me with this and she has passion for it. But she like wants her thing too, which I hope I can help her do that. Like figure out like, exactly what her thing is. If whether it's, you know, she loves doing like aerials and stuff like, which is like circus kind of stuff, which is like she's in the air on silks or hoop. and. But at the same time, like, is that it? You know, try not to overthink it, like I said, but it's hard. So I, that's why I feel like I kind of, like, my formula to not overthinking it is, like, make a decision, take a fat dab, start doing it, and then by the time you get out of that haze of being super stoned, you're already, you're already been doing it, so I might as well stick with it. It's like, I'm, I'm almost, like, chloroforming myself and then throwing myself into a pit of tigers and then I wake up and be like, oh, I'm a tiger tamer now. Shit, dude, I just, I'm existing in this thing I threw myself into. Like, oh, man. I don't know. Maybe you could do it in a way where you don't have to involve drugs. Not that weed's drugs. Not to me. But I think it's normal people. Hash might be. Hash is pretty crazy. But it's, I like it. It's terpy. I wish there was like a smell-o-vision thing I could just blow the fuck hits into. <coughs> Smell those terps. Oh my god. He's <coughs> not for days. He's not gas. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. Wow. Man. I can't believe I'm fucking a glass blower, dude. Shit's crazy. Some days I have like moments where I like feel like I wake up out of the haze. Not right now, I'm deep in the haze right now. But there are times where I wake up and I'm like. Like, what happened? It's been 10 years. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I, like, blow glass. I got this kid. Like, I got a wife. I'm doing all these things. Like, I'm like this fucking high school dropout that's sensitive and overthinks shit. How the fuck did I even get here? And like I said, you just got to take a dab and throw yourself into whatever you're doing. And by the time you, because, like, you're going to be on autopilot. If you're high enough, whatever you're doing, you're just going to be trying to survive. And that's sometimes the best way to learn. You know, really ingrain it into those deep levels of when you're trying to figure it out, being stressed on a primal level. But man, it worked for me. Half my guys here don't even smoke anymore, though. Like, two of them have quit this year. And it's not because they're, like, against weed or anything. They just get anxiety from the hash now. It doesn't, they don't enjoy it the same as they used to. They can smoke a little bit of flour, but they really, they don't smoke at work at all anymore. And these are dudes that were chimneys, like, in the beginning of the year. I'm like, God damn, dude. It's crazy seeing people grow up. and I'm just over there, like, ripping my dabs. They still love it, though. They love, like, they even say, like, damn, if I still dabbed, I'd want this piece because they still appreciate the function and everything. But me, Cormac, and Mike, we do be dabbing. Uh, And I don't think that's going to change. Me and those boys. We're actually, the thing is, is, we're having to smoke for, there's two less people eating at the table now, so we have to smoke even more. So they're honestly making us smoke more, which is awesome. And I'm about it. Cause I remember in the beginning of the year, my wife was like, "The guys need to, like, they need to stop smoking so much." And then, like, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, I'm like, cause in the beginning, she's like, "We," she's like, "No, no rigs or hash or nails or anything in the setup in the in the shop." And I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Well, you can." I'm like no, I can't be taking dabs and be like, hey, you guys can't do this. And like, <sighs> like that's so fucking weird. Like, I would never. So I, I advocated for the boys. I was like, gosh, because she's the boss. And I'm like, hey, listen. It's like, this is part of the creative formula here. And uh, we need to know what our consumers are experiencing. And we need to give an honest perspective on that and make the best glass possible from that, you know, information we gather. So, not only this research, but this is helping us develop new products. So, this is research and development. If anything, this is a write-off. And, I think, (laughs) like, you know, you get real calm and start being very businesslike about it. Needless to say, the deal went through. Um, (laughs) Yeah for well, fun fun times. I hope you guys have a great holiday. Um I'll announce the next drop next year. Uh the rest of the cl- clear presale, everything's on time. Everything's on track. It's fucking very uh, refreshing to be on track. Uh never has that ever happened. I hope I can maintain that. I've always been like I go so hard, but I sometimes like, you know, a couple days behind and, you know, that's artist glassblower shit, but I want to clean up that aspect of how I do things, and my team is really helping me do that, get things shipped quicker, and just everything. It's fucking nuts. Well, hope you guys have a great holiday. Uh, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, at bmsclass.com. That's where you're easily going to find out about the next drop. You can from my Instagram too, but Instagram's weird. You're not always going to see my shit because, you know, I got a lot of stuff that's against community guidelines. But what can you do? I understand. I'm not stressed enough. They got to do what they got to do. Um, and I got to do what I got to do. So, it's what it is. But, y'all have great holidays. And I'm going to be over here just making glass and smoking ash and feeling grateful. And uh, it's episode 138. It's nuts. The New Year's. I'm going to start the New Year's off with the wife. Because she really wants to get on here and talk about some fun stuff. I was like, hey, you don't need to talk about anything stressful. Let's talk about cool ideas. I was like, so we don't need to talk about other people. She's like, all right. That doesn't mean she won't. All right, so you guys have a great day and the rest of your year, and we'll probably see you in the new year, I'm assuming. So thanks, everybody. Later. Damn, dude, like, that last after that last dab, my ears just, like, ringing. Just, I'm like, that must mean I'm healthy, dude. That's, like, I think when your ears... Something about ears ringing means you're healthy. I've seen that somewhere. It means that you're good. Whoa.